Hello, 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 and welcome to episode one of Time Out with Thomas here on the JJC podcast experience in partnership with Red Radio. I am so excited to be hosting my first episode with you. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be consistent. And... I know it sounds weird, but we're going to be doing everything on this show. What we do today is not what we're going to be doing tomorrow. And I promise you right now, I'm going to keep it fresh. And I'm going to be bringing you the latest insights and the latest stories on everything. And we're going to be chatting about a lot here on the JJC podcast experience with me. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'm going to keep quick stories. And we're going to be looking at things all over the world. And not the normal news stories that you see on the front page. So yeah, we're going to be having good, good, good discussions and I think they're going to be important. Thank you for joining me on this ride. Uh, It's going to be a fun one and I'm excited to be sharing it with you here on Red Radio and the JJC Podcast Experience. The JJC Podcast Experience. Bringing you the content, the stories and the insights. We aspire to empower the voice of the unheard. So I'm just checking out a story that has come out of France recently. And essentially, they are having similar uh, lockdown rules to us. We're having to wear masks at the moment. And they have stood by their stance on no burqas being allowed in public. Now, this one has been interesting for me because of the fact that a burqa and a mask are very similar. Because essentially, a mask that we are wearing out in public covers your nose and your mouth. Okay, A burqa... All it does more is cover your forehead and your um, neck. So essentially, why why are we still blocking this? Why have we not progressed into allowing people to wear what they want to wear? France have stood by their stance with their prime minister um, making an announcement on this. Take a listen to this. There is concern in France that racism is at the heart of who can and cannot cover their faces and specifically how they do that. Face masks are now mandatory in public in France. There are cameras in the metro system and other public places to make sure people comply. But niqabs and burqas, face coverings worn by some Muslim women, are still banned. While critics see a contradiction, the French interior minister reminded people this week that the ban on religious face coverings will remain in place. As a society, can we seriously condone this? I think that's a question that needs to be had. I feel so saddened that the French government is imposing such racist rules and regulations in a global pandemic and and, and now um, still furthering a stance that, that actually has no grounding. No, there's nothing behind it, essentially. And and it shocks me to this day. It makes me upset. And I think as a society, we need to make the decision to come out and we need to talk about this because this is a conversation that's not being had. This story was not on the news headlines of every single newspaper. This is a story that I had to search for. And it, it it requires a bigger conversation, um, and quite frankly, to me, is disgusting. The JJC Podcast Experience in partnership with the Red Radio. So on the 25th, President Cyril Ramaphosa addressed the nation, alluding to um, level three lockdown being implemented. Obviously, that is now our reality. And I wanted to get the DA's response to that. Um, They have some court bids going on against some of the lockdown regulations. Um, I chatted to Soli Malatze last week on Red Radio. Take a listen to this. Red Radio.
Broadcasting Live. I'm now joined on the line by Mr. Soli Malatze, who is the spokesperson to the Democratic Alliance. Thanks for your time. Mr. Malatze, what is the DA's response to the President's announcement last night? Well, we, you would recall that we have been um, proactively advocating for the end of the lockdown in order to make sure that we protect lives and livelihoods and that we had filed papers in the Houting North Court where we were challenging the, the, the curfew and the limitation of the exercise time. Um, the president has now indicated that as we move into level three, those would be lifted, which is a welcome um, development, but, you know, a little too late because, mm. quite frankly, it was unnecessary and needless um, from, from from the onset. It is still unfortunate that the ban on cigarettes still remains intact um, because apart from its contribution um, in form of taxes that go into funding um, social um, services in the countries that the ban on cigarettes has now created a lucrative black market. Precisely. And also the DA has many court bids in the pipeline against the National Disaster Management Act. Uh, are those still going ahead? Obviously, some now will fall away with the um, lowering of the lockdown to level three June 1st. Sure. I mean, they, they want in the military curfew and the excess time will, you know, by logic fall off. However, the, 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 the case that we had made direct access to at the Constitutional Court was for the Constitutional Court to make a determination on the constitutionality of Section 27 of the Disaster Management Act because we are challenging that it is constitutionally inconsistent with the spirit of our Constitution because it makes no provision whatsoever for parliamentary oversight of the work um, of the Minister of Comparative Governance in framing, developing, and publishing the regulations which are the rules that guide government, that guide our behavior as residents during this period of lockdown because we are advocating for parliamentary oversight so that we can live the spirit of the constitution when it comes to the separation of power. Currently, you have the executive accounting to itself rather than to parliament. There we have it, that spokesperson to the DA, Mr. Soli Malatze. We are here to fight for change in our city. We are the Johannesburg Junior Council. So if you found a million rand, 10 million rand, rather, on the street in a black plastic bag, what would you do? Would you keep it or would you go hand it into the police? I want to say that I'd hand it into the police, but in the situation, I think it would be a, a different, <laughs> a different um, kind of reality. But essentially, that's what happened to the Sanchez family. And they were on a Carras County holiday. Well, they're not going on holiday. They're coming back from their holiday in America. Um, and the car in front of them um, swerved to miss a black plastic bag that was in the street. So the family got out. The mother of the Sanchez family got out and removed the, the, the bag from the street. Unbeknownst to her, she saw inside lots and lots and lots of money. 
Now we know it was nearly a million dollars, but what did the family do? Not keep it. They took it to the police station, and obviously that has been conducted into further investigations. But it's an interesting story, and it makes you question your own morals, because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, hmm, what would I do with 10 million or, you know, more even um, con- con- conversion rate? I mean, wow. Wow, that is a good family because I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know what I would do. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning into my first podcast here on Red Radio and uh, the JJC podcast experience. But um, there's more to come, and I'm very excited to say that. So stay tuned. Uh, our next podcast is going to be on Saturday with Dulan Sachaba. So make sure you wait for that one to come through, and I will check you next time. Thanks. Cheers.